Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey here with Kim. Kim, how are you doing this week? Fabulous. Hey, you know what? We've got an outstanding show on tap today. A great guest coming up starting in the next segment. But first, we've got a lot of information to cover with our resident energy expert and associate editor of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, David Blackman. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, David, welcome back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. You know, last night was amazing. Uh, President Trump addressed the nation, and we saw some amazing discussion. Uh, You know, he had to cover a lot of what he actually said. In Charlottesville, uh, three pages of it, of what he actually said, and and I'm shocked, and I want to get your reaction, that right after it was Right after he completed the uh, the meeting, town hall meeting, uh, the media immediately, CNN and all these other media sources just took off on a totally different direction discussing, yeah. uh, you know, uh, he's trying to start civil war. And that's not what he said. And uh, I-, I was shocked. Well, yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it it's it's a situation in which it doesn't really matter what the president says. It's going to be. You know, the media at this point has a narrative, and the, and the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the major networks, New York Times, Washington Post, are all going to stick with the narrative. And, uh, you know, for six months, the narrative was Russia collusion, and, and they never gone. could find any. Yeah, and, and that was just completely made up, and that's gone now, and they, you know, they stopped talking about that. And now the narrative is is... For, for a couple of weeks, it was, well, the president's a racist because he didn't respond right after Charlottesville. But I think what we saw Tuesday evening was the narrative change again to the president's crazy and has to be removed uh, uh, under the 25th Amendment, uh, which isn't going to happen. And, and But it's it's we're going to have that drumbeat to deal with for the time being until something new they comes realize on. that's not going to work either. Right. So, well, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's important because I bet you that there's a lot of listeners that feel, am I going crazy? I mean, am I the only one who feels that what he is saying and what they are saying are two different things? And you you either are crazy because you're not hearing what they're spewing out or or or, or what is the problem here? And, and no, it is not that you're crazy. It is that you have heard something, you have heard the the president, President Trump, clearly discuss what he said in in three pages, three different times, and you yeah. have heard the media completely change exactly what he said and continue on with this farce of what they want you to believe. So it's it's like the old joke: who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Right. And so what the media is saying: who are you going to believe, me or your lying ears? Uh, the president clearly said yeah. he clearly condemned all the racists that were in Charlottesville. He clearly condemned the right wingers. He clearly condemned the Ku Klux Klan, you know, the whole mob that was there in Charlottesville. And then he also said, guess what? The other side committed violence, too, which was absolutely true. 
true. One hundred percent. Well, they showed up with baseball bats with nails in them and masks, right. and so I think they were there and, to do some harm bags too. Bags full of urine to throw at the police officers, and, and so you can either tell the truth or you can recite the media narrative, and the media is very upset because the president won't recite its narrative. <laughs> and, and called them out so too. That, here we are. Uh, and it called them are. out too. He called them out too that you are feeding. Uh, a lot of lies to the American people. And uh, I guess you're right. It's not going to stop. But I do want to change gears just a little bit, and I want to get on track with some energy uh, topics. You know, uh, President Trump has really been pushing towards energy dominance. There's been a lot of uh, energy topics in the media. But the latest one has been that the administration is going too far in rolling back regulations on oil and gas. So tell me what you think about this whole deregulation and some of the media that are posting things out there. Yeah, well, you know, uh, and again, you get to the media narrative here. The media narrative is if the federal government doesn't regulate the oil and gas industry, the oil and gas industry isn't regulated, which is completely false, absolutely untrue. Uh, the regulations uh, related to oil and gas that the administration has rolled back and is in the process of rolling back were all a bunch of uh, uh, overreaches by the Obama administration, EPA, and Interior Department uh, from the last two years. Correct. Well, the last two years is not, you know— uh, the, the first time the federal government regulated the oil and gas industry. The federal government's been regulating the oil and gas industry for 100 years. And by the way, all the states regulate the oil and gas industry, too. And the, the, the industry is very heavily regulated. Here in Texas is a great example. We have five different agencies of the state government that regulate the oil and gas industry. The Railroad Commission is the main one. But you also have TCEQ, and you have the Public Utility Commission, and you have have uh, uh, the state uh, the state land office, and on and on and on. And 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 so this this myth that if Barack Obama didn't write a regulation to regulate the oil and gas industry, it's not regulated is just nonsense. But it's it's what the news media wants people to believe. And I think the important thing to think about is that if for a hundred years here in Texas, we have been, uh, you know, the state that has had nothing but oil and gas. It has been regulated this period of time, and as it's gotten better and better and better in regulating itself, the point is, is that Barack Obama was only in office for eight years. Oil has been produced in Texas for a hundred, and so don't fall into the trap that what this, you know, uh, the sky's falling. It's not falling. It's regulated. These Agencies, regulatory bodies have been in place for, for a long, long time. The old Texas Railroad Commission, even though it's still named that, used to it started with the railroads that no longer really exist, and now they basically cover all the oil and gas in the state of Texas. So, you know, uh, the point, obviously, is that there is a lot of regulation from a state level and from a federal level that protects uh, not just the community and our resources and the environment, but it also regulates the oil and gas companies as well. Yep. Yeah. So, and people get tired of hearing me say it, but you know, there's not an agency on the face of the earth that is more efficient and effective at regulating the oil and gas industry than the Texas Railroad Commission. I mean, that's just the fact. It's something that everybody with any knowledge of the subject agrees with, and uh, we're very blessed in this state to have 
you know, a, a set of regulatory agencies that do such good work. That's true. Well, David, thank you for the energy and politics update. We do have to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of In the Oil Patch Radio Show when we return. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me, abailey at kaligauto.com. That's abailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, at kalig, K-A-H-L-I-G, auto, A-U-T-O, dot com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. Young Women Energized is a free one-night annual event on October 10th for high school girls to learn more about energy and STEM careers and prepare for college. We have programs designed specifically for freshmen, sophomores, junior, seniors, parents, counselors, and educators. We have hands-on exhibits, mentoring tables from companies like BP, Baker Hughes GE, Chenier, and many more. Registration will be live August 25th, and we are currently accepting Women's Energy Network College Scholarship applications through September 25th. Feel free to contact us at H-O-U-Y-W-E at womensenergynetwork.org, or you can find more details at womensenergynetwork.org forward slash Houston and community initiatives. You can follow YWE directly at YWE Houston on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. For more information, go to shellmag.com and click on the Women's Energy Network banner ad. Have you heard of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, the largest state association in the country? 87 years strong serving independents, and it's right here in Texas. Offices in Houston, Austin, and Wichita Falls. Over 3,000 members of all ages like you who are in the oil and gas industry or who have family members and friends who are. Company members range from one employee to large independents. Lobbying, networking events, and saving you money. For a membership tailored just to fit your budget, contact Sandy Simon at S-A-N-D-I-S at TexasAlliance.org or call 281-997-7223. That's 281-997-7223. Great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. 
Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired to the time they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your employees' health care needs, health care that comes to you. Call 1-866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. PISA is the Petroleum Equipment and Services Association who is the unified voice for the energy industry service, supply, and manufacturing organizations advocating and supporting continued achievements in job creation, technological innovation, and economic stability. PISA provides corporate membership opportunities in two categories, industry and allied. Over the years, a lot of amazing companies have become members of PISA, but don't take my word for it. Click on the directory on their website and see for yourself. In order to become a member of PISA, all you need to do is go to PESA.org, click on the membership tab, and fill out an application. Once again, that's PESA.org. And you're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We have a very unique guest. Actually, he is with the radio show for the first time. It's Dr. Fine. Uh, Dr. Fine is with the New Mexico Center for Energy Policy and is also a longtime research associate with Mining and Minerals Resources Institute, which is MIT. Dr. Fine also is a policy advisor on the non-conventional oil and gas and is co-editor of Resource War in 3D. Dr. Fine, you're extremely busy writing for, uh, among all the other things you're currently doing, you also write for Business Week and Energy Magazine. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Privileged to be here. Well, you're pretty busy discussing a lot of energy topics and uh, from uh, looking at all the things you get a, you've gotten accomplished. I'm pretty excited to have you on the show because we have some great questions for you. Uh, but before we get started, I want to just find out a little bit about what and how you got involved in energy. So tell me a little bit about how uh, you managed to, to start in the uh, non-conventional area being an expert. Well, it began when uh, I was at MIT, and until uh, 2005, I was at MIT, and then I transferred uh, with my wife. We moved to New Mexico to be closer to oil and gas production, to fields, to drills, drilling, and uh, the entire physical uh, geoscience of oil and gas. On the East Coast in Massachusetts, that was only a computer vision. Uh, Secondly, at MIT, I was part of the uh, energy sector uh, of materials, the Department of Materials Science and Engineering. And there was an energy um, concentration. I also was at the Harvard Business School and did uh, was a contributor to the book in the, I guess it came out in the 80s called Energy Future. So it began there and then I said, enough of sitting by the Charles River in Boston, I'm going west. So you went to wherever energy took you <laughs> or wherever you end up to uh, look and see Well, what's it going. was New Mexico Tech in Socorro, New Mexico, I'm still there. And then later, the governor of New Mexico asked me to uh, coordinate and write a new energy policy for the state. Oh, wow. So I 
So I had been doing that since 2014. Well, you know, Dr. Fine, the reason why I was pretty excited to have you on the show is, you know, of course, uh, being an energy expert is is pretty important to the show. You have a lot of different uh, opinions, and, and those opinions are what we consider in the area of expert. But we traditionally have a lot of discussion of, you know, what's going on in Texas and more of uh, energy policies that affect the oil industry. And so to have you on the show to give us a little bit of insight into New Mexico's market is, is a real treat. But I, I know we're going to talk about some really much more larger topics, such as global energy. And, and that brings me to Saudi Arabia seems to, uh, there seems to be a threat when it comes to oil. You've made some uh, pretty interesting statements and have appeared on uh, some of the conferences discussing this threat that the United States um, has when it comes down to the Saudi Arabian oil. So tell me a little bit about what, uh, what's going on there. I'll start with the global equation. The global or world oil uh, situation is changing from uh, 20 to 2014, which in August of that year, Saudi Arabia and OPEC decided that the shale production in the Southwest, Texas, New Mexico, and North Dakota mainly, had become a threat to their world market share. And so they reversed a long-time policy of supporting the price of oil to meet the threat, our threat, the Americans, as they call us. Uh, They essentially began to flood the market with their production. And by flooding the market, uh, they lowered the price. Right. We and remember that. <laughs> kind of crashed. Uh, you, that's prices. right. And they, their objective was to put Southwest shale producers out of business because they were high-cost producers. And the Saudi and the OPEC production is much less. And that, of course, you remember that period because there were many Chapter 11s unemployment, uh, a crash occurred, financial communities were hurt. And by the way, I got affiliated and did a strategic white paper for a group in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, I appeared at the royalty owners annual convention in the Panhandle. And I delivered a review then in 2015 as to what this was all about and how we were engaged in a price war with Saudi Arabia and OPEC. They organized in the panhandle a group called PIRI, and that is the Panhandle Initiative to Reduce Imported Oil, Uh, and led by someone who should be on your show. His name is Tom Cambridge of Amarillo, outstanding geologist. But anyway, that period uh, opened up an old file. Uh, at MIT, years back, I was uh, an observer and a participant in something called the World Oil Forum. Saudi Arabia was sitting across, and there was Exxon in it. 
Well, Dr. Fine, we do have to take a quick break. I want to, as soon as we come back from break, we're going to get into the dialogue that was going on with Saudi Arabia and ExxonMobil. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Dr. Fine. Before the break, Dr. Fine, we were discussing Saudi Arabia, ExxonMobil, and yourself Uh, in dialogue at a World Oil Conference. So I want to get back uh, on that topic. So tell me a little bit about what started the discussion and how did that discussion go? Well, the discussion was uh, set in terms of what is next from OPEC. You remember in the 70s, OPEC, Saudi Arabia, uh, boycotted and banned the export of oil to the United States and to the Netherlands. I remember that. I was a child, and I remember seeing lines and lines and lines of gas, uh, trying people trying to get gas and fights happening. And uh, it was a pretty scary time when that happened, which has led me to uh, where we are today with trying to help everyone understand energy and how it applies to our lives. Well, what happened uh, at the dialogue was to understand uh, from the perspective of American producers and policy uh, energy policy to understand OPEC to prevent and avoid another embargo to stabilize the world through uh, a closer understanding of their objectives and our capacity to meet any kind of future disruption in supply. And those were the times when uh, U.S. energy policy was set for the next 30, 40 years on a basis that we should avoid at any cost a cutoff like it occurred in 1973-74. In other words, no disruption and how do we avoid that? And the prevailing policy through four administrations was let's diversify, let's get our oil away from the Middle East. One, let's conserve conservation and let's go to an alternative fuel. So the whole history of uh, our you know, civilization based on energy changed almost overnight. 
So the dialogue was to understand OPEC better. And that gave me the insight to forecast in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that we were going down to 23.28. And I did that when we were halfway down and it was rapidly collapsing. Uh, and uh, the effect was widespread by then. So the interest was, how low can it go? And I said, that's where it'll go. And uh, last year in 16 in February, it hit $26. Oh, I remember that day. It was, it was, a, it was an all-time low. <laughs> it was not a good day in energy. But I'm still concerned that it can happen again because we have a world situation of too much oil. In other words, we have storage in the United States of about little less than 500 million barrels uh, spread out in different ways in different tanks. And we have uh, shale oil production. Uh, we're uh, now approaching 10 million barrels a day. And Russia is right behind, has exceeded the Soviet Union and of course OPEC. So what happened uh, late last year is OPEC got together with the Saudis and they said, it's not working. By flooding the world of oil, we're getting hurt. We're lowering the price. We have fiscal responsibility. We need the revenue. Uh, let's try something else. So they got together at Algiers and they decided to cut production to raise the price of oil. So I'm a little skeptical of that because at the same time, there was a dynastic change. The crown prince became the heir to the king in Saudi Arabia and a young crown prince, 32 years old. And his idea was to move Saudi Arabia partly away from oil and sell part of their state company, Aramco. And they are planning to do that next year. That's a trillion dollar company when it comes. And I think it'll be, you know, probably March, April or before next year, when you at least 5% of the company will be sold. So anyway, I'm skeptical because I think I forecast everywhere I go and, and every radio show, I say, watch out, we're going into a second downturn about 2019, when OPEC goes back to its traditional norm, and that is compete with us, drive us out, use discount pricing, and, have, and, and conduct an aggressive uh, market share action against us again. Well, Dr. Fine, you're saying some very uh, interesting things. And I also want to just say that uh, I, you're refreshing because you're the only one that comes on the show and actually gives uh, a forecast. And when we come back from break, I want to get into what does it look like uh, with Saudi Arabia and all the changes. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Young Women Energized is a free one-night annual event on October 10th for high school girls to learn more about energy and STEM careers and prepare for college. 
We have programs designed specifically for freshmen, sophomores, junior, seniors, parents, counselors, and educators. We have hands-on exhibits, mentoring tables from companies like BP, Baker Hughes GE, Chenier, and many more. Registration will be live August 25th, and we are currently accepting Women's Energy Network College Scholarship applications through September 25th. Feel free to contact us at H-O-U-Y-W-E at womensenergynetwork.org, or you can find more details at womensenergynetwork.org forward slash Houston and community initiatives. You can follow YWE directly at YWE Houston on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. For more information, go to shellmag.com and click on the Women's Energy Network banner ad. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Dr. Fine. Uh, Before the break, we were discussing uh, Saudi Arabia and its new change. And if, uh, you know, my, my question is, Dr. Fine, is how is that, do you see or forecast it's going to affect the United States? Well, I want to move that question to uh, an assessment of President Trump, who deserves a commendation and uh, a recognition that his visit to Saudi Arabia uh, and he set up a diplomatic agreement uh, with the Saudi uh, prince, the king, the princes, and the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And it was this, uh, cooperation in energy, and of course, Halliburton and others who do energy service were rewarded by the Saudis with billion-dollar contracts. I can say in a moment that means more Saudi uh, oil on the world market in about five years. But the achievement of President Trump was a an agreement that Saudi Arabia would start an aggressive campaign uh, to root out at the in the social, civic, religious base of the societies in the in the Middle East, radical Islam, ISIS, and the rest of it. And the Saudis have complied with that and are working with the United States to, with a new program to go at the base of society to root out that radical, uh, radical Islam and the violence that goes with it. Uh, no one has mentioned this about uh, President Trump, a diplomatic achievement that uh, no other administration since probably the 1940s has uh, obtained. Secondly, uh, I'm not sure how to answer, you know, the North Korea question, except to say that North Korea has no oil. Uh, It has minerals and zinc, lead, copper, and ore, different kinds, and they export. And the export of that from North Korea is keeps them going. Essentially, most of it goes to China and uh, different parts of the world. Right. They're more dependent on energy coming into their country, exporting it in. Uh, what, what I meant, though, was that, you know, every time you see leader change, uh, you know, it even affects the United States. One president can be uh, drastically the opposite of the president before, and it, of course, changes the dynamics, not just in, in their country, but on a world stage. 
And so um, looking at the new prince, who happens to be much younger as well, um, you know, is he, uh, does he, do you feel he understands, uh, well, obviously he, he comes from a family of oil, but changing completely the old way of doing business in that country and how they did things to taking uh, Ramco online and, and, and opening it up and making it not just a, a private family-run business uh, and putting it on a, a world market and, and making these you know changes that, in my opinion, are great for the country. Um, is this going to be a good change for and a good uh, opportunity for the United States as well, or do you see problems down the road for us with them uh, making these changes is, is more of what I meant. Because I think sometimes when they're a younger leader, they really, you know, there's there's something to be said about wise older people, been there, done that, don't want to do that. Um, and so when you have young leaders, sometimes they tend to try things that are uh, new and you don't always know how they turn out. So I was wondering, because we will have a lot of uh, oil on the market and how does that affect world prices and what does that look like in the future? Because you were talking about we might go into a downward spin in uh, 2019. So I want to I talk about that. What does that look like in the future oil with the changes? The future I see as a, as a downturn again because of uh, the production and the capability in technology we have in the United States. Uh, the advent or the invention uh, and the breakthrough was of course horizontal drilling. And this uh, was unknown, unprecedented to be able to um, set up under the uh, surface where you have oil, but the oil is locked up in shale, which is almost like concrete and that's the hydraulic fracturing of breaking a, a hard shale and cracking it to get the oil within. But the major science and tech here was a lateral. Can you imagine a three mile lateral horizontal drilled in that way underground? Three miles now, unknown until 2007. And this means multi-wells, this means multi-frack, this means an abundance of production. Now, looking at that, we are going to be, we are now, I would say, according to a Norwegian study, we have more oil reserves in the United States than anyone else. We are a couple billion barrels ahead of Saudi Arabia, 277 billion barrels. Just uh, in 1999, the U.S. government assessment is we had extended, you know, projected about 58 billion. So there's been a revolution of reserves, production, and this means more oil for the consumer, lower prices, and for producers worldwide, lower prices. Which doesn't always mean a good thing for them, but a really good thing for the consumer. Well, Dr. Fine, want to thank you again for being a guest on our show, and we look forward to having you come back on, giving us an update of what's happening out there in the New Mexico area. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we will be right back. 
Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil field parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oil Field Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Field Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired to the time they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, Trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your employees' health care needs, health care that comes to you. Call 1-866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. One of the uh, greatest things that we get to work on day after day, month after month, is our latest issue of Shell Magazine, which is a pro-energy publication and also is a funder of In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Uh, this issue was very interesting as we went in-depth with the latest Texas Railroad Commissioner, Wayne Christian. You know, in Texas, uh, nothing happens without the Texas Railroad Commission. And while it seems strange of how does uh, a railroad commission uh, basically oversee the oil and gas sector well there's a whole lot of history there and stuff that i really encourage you to look up but actually the texas railroad commission doesn't have anything to do with railroads anymore but they are the regulatory arm that basically monitors all of oil and gas that's happening here in the state of texas Um, and so every six years uh, we have a new commissioner that comes on board so there's usually three of them And this issue of Shell Oil and Gas Business Magazine, we got to catch up with our latest elected uh, railroad commissioner, Commissioner Wayne Christian. And so I do encourage you guys to go to shellmag.com. It's an excellent article that talks a little bit about him, uh, how he became a railroad commissioner, and what was the reason behind why he wanted to run. A lot of great information on him, as well as a little bit of the Railroad Commission as a whole. So I really encourage you guys to go uh, to shellmag.com and uh, read through it and, and get to learn who the latest commissioner is. As well as, you know, there's a lot of great articles in there, and um, I won't <laughs> cover every single article, but there are a few that I, I want to talk to you about. If you know some great service companies uh, that have been servicing the oil fills specifically in the Eagle Ford Shell area, Steer uh, is calling for nominations. So this is the opportunity for you to nominate either a great nonprofit or a great service company that has been doing really phenomenal things out there. It could be uh, possibly that they are doing some great things with the environment or they're doing some great things with the community. Um 
I encourage you to go visit steer.com and look and see what they're offering. They have the nominations out. You can nominate anyone. Uh, you can even nominate yourself if you feel as a company that you've been doing uh, some amazing work. And of course, it's really hard to get that information out there. Submit your information in there and uh, let's let Steer look at it and see um, if you're doing some phenomenal things, you might just get an award from them. Some of the different categories that they are covering are environmental stewardship, education and nonprofit groups, community and social investment, and safety performance. If you qualify in that category and or you know a great company, go visit STEER. It's S-T-E-E-R-E-F-E-A.com. Again, that's S-T-E-E-R-E-F-E-A.com. And be sure to submit your nomination in. Uh, companies are awarded with that have 250 employees and smaller or 250 and larger. So there's five different awards that are given out. It's an amazing luncheon. Uh, if you are selected or your company selected, you will be notified through STEER and, of course, brought in for the luncheon. And hopefully you win. So, again, for more information, go to STEER, S-T-E-E-R-E-F-E-A.com for more information. You know, one of the, the great things that I get to do um, as being a host for In the Oil Patch Radio Show is uh, I get to visit with a lot of great organizations. And one of uh, the greatest organizations that I am a part of is WIN, Women's Energy Network. It's an amazing organization. And even though it says Women's Energy Network, they also uh, accept men. Uh, it's a professional organization in which we further promote oil and gas uh, leadership within uh, WIN um, and also try to help encourage young women to get greater involved in the oil and gas sector and, of course, uh, in the areas of the professional jobs. One of the great programs that I truly support is the Young Women Energized. It's actually a program that's put on by Wynn Houston, and it's specifically for students, parents, and educators to help young ladies get a jump start on college. If, if you know of a young lady that's in high school that either has the desire to learn more about STEM-related careers, energy careers, this is an opportunity that you don't want them to miss. We will have mentors there to talk to them. We'll have a keynote speaker that offers insight into the energy world. We'll also have counselors on hand to talk about the transition from high school into college. A very, very robust evening planned for these young ladies to help them get to that next level. One of the greatest opportunities for these young ladies is to submit their information in to apply for uh, a $2,000 scholarship. It's a one-time scholarship that will be given to exemplary high school senior girls from the greater Houston area. So don't delay. Go to the Win Houston website, so that's winhouston.org, and learn more. Companies that want to be a part of this great event and helping sponsor the event. For more information, I encourage you again to go to winhouston.org's website to learn more. Or you can reach out to marketing at womensenergynetwork.org. Again, that's marketing at womensenergynetwork.org. You know, one of the great things about being the host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show is the great guests that I get to interview. And part of the reason why 
we really wanted to bring this show is because oil and gas is such a highly technical industry. It's it's hard to understand. It's it's a uh, uses a lot of math and it uses a lot of terms that seem kind of strange to the average person. But yet, oil and gas is such an important resource to the state of Texas and quite frankly the United States. And so when we get to talk to these great guests, um, we really want to bring information that you can use and take in your everyday life. And as we are building out for the end of the year, our guest, I want to encourage our listeners, if you want to be a guest on the show, we are always looking for great people who have a really great message. It could be a business. It could be a topic. If you or someone you know might be interested in being a guest on our show, please email us at radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shellmag.com. Let us know a little bit about the nature of the topic and who you are, and our team will be sure to get back with you. Now it's trivia time. Hey, be the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, and you will win yourself a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, an amazing Brazilian steakhouse. Today's trivia question is, what great state is Dr. Fine from? Remember to be the first to email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com, and you will win a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, Brazilian Steakhouse. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. Be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash in the oil patch radio show. And follow us on Twitter at Shellmag. That's going to wrap up another great show, and we'll see you next week with more exciting and insightful interviews. Adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.